WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Joining me on the phone right now is uh, our uh, two members of the UWL fishing team, uh, Gage Griffin, he, uh, he's been on the show before, and also Caleb Knoll. Caleb uh, and Gage, welcome to uh, welcome to the program this morning. Thanks for uh, taking some time Saturday morning here to uh, to chat with us. Of course, thanks for having us. As always, it's a pleasure. Well, thank you. I I I, I appreciate it here. So let's uh, let's let's talk a little uh, a little fishing here this morning. Uh, and, and I know just to to kind of get things going here. Anyway, I know that you know the the uh, team activities here. You're both members of the UWL fishing team. The, the the competitions and things like that have been suspended, um, but uh, that hasn't kept uh, either one of you guys off the water. Uh, I know you've uh, you've both been out fishing, so um, I, I guess uh, Caleb, let's start with you. Uh, you've been fishing over in the the Green Bay area a lot, and I, I guess how are uh, how are things starting out this uh, this spring here for you? Well, the, early on, the walleye bite was hot and heavy. It, when they came into spawn, we've been catching really big walleyes, like trophy walleyes on any other lake up there pretty consistently. And now they're starting to move out, but the smallmouth are starting to move in. So up there, it's great fishing any species, really. There's opportunity for some giants, which I really like to do. And do you get a, uh, get a chance to uh, – and when you're, when you're fishing over here, uh, when you're going to school – uh, do you, are you primarily, uh, you know, uh, hunting bass or are you, uh, uh, doing a little walleye fishing on the side as well? Yeah, I, I try and fish for all species. Obviously I bass fish quite a bit mm-hmm. too, just for the tournament side of things, but I really enjoy walleye fishing as well. And how different is it? You know, obviously a place like Green Bay is, is, it certainly looks uh, yeah. certainly a lot different than, uh, uh, the Mississippi out here, you know, what kind of, and I think for a lot of people too, uh, I know I am anyway, just kind of curious on, on just the, the differences in, you know, presentation technique and, and things yep. that, that you're doing between the two places. Well, I'd say the first, the main difference is on the river, you can see down about two feet and up there you can see down about 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So you're fishing in a lot deeper water, a lot clearer water, which means obviously different bait presentations as well. Okay. So on the river, you can throw like a jerk bait or something in two to three feet of water and catch walleyes, where up there you're throwing, you know, ripping wraps or just a jig head or a minnow or something in 20 to 30 feet, and that's where you're catching them. So it's definitely different presentations, different fishing styles. But uh, but fun either way. <laughs> Once you get one of those nice ones exactly. on the line, so and and uh, and, and Gage, just to, to talk a little bit about uh, we'll kind of shift gears to to bass fishing here or whatever. Uh, I know you've been out uh, a bit this spring as well. I, I've seen some of your pictures on. Uh, I saw some pictures the other day on uh, Facebook. You had some uh, some pretty nice looking bass uh, there. What uh, uh, what have you found so far this spring? Yeah, it's been a really weird spring for me. Uh, I've been on the river two years now, and the past two years, it's been very high water throughout the spring, so uh, a lot of traditional flipping and pitching kind of stuff, but with the pool being pretty close to normal, 
Um, and just the crazy weather we've had going from cold to sunny and warm and all that fluctuation, you know, the fish are kind of all scattered and you can catch them doing a number of things. We had a tournament, just a local club thing the other night. And, uh, I remember, you know, we won the tournament, but we caught our fish in, you know, a foot of water throwing a uh, TNT tackle, uh, buzzing toad. It's a buzz bait that you can put like a, a toad or plastic on mm-hmm. the back of. Um, and, and we caught them out in 30 feet of water dragging a Carolina rig. I mean, the possibilities are kind of endless right now. Um, the most consistent fishing I've found has been in traditional staging spots uh, where they have access to deep water and, you know, throwing a number of things. A crankbait's been a really good bite, a uh, square bill and a rattle trap. Um, striking makes a handful of them, but the sand, raven, red craw color's been working very well. Uh, just a lot of traditional springtime stuff, but you just have to find those right areas where they have that access to deep water um, just because they keep changing the level of the pool. And, you know, uh, we have some cold weather coming in today, and I know those fish aren't too happy with 30 degrees in May, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I don't think the the uh, the folks above water, too, are probably too happy with 30 <laughs> degrees in May either. I know I'm not, uh, but... Uh... Yep. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, what... Uh... And I guess just to, to kind of uh, go a little bit further with with that as well, what sort of things are you looking at on your you know on your electronics though you know to to find you know where are you looking to find those particular places those spots where those bass are going to be hanging out right now? Sure, um, as uh, as we've talked about kind of before on the show, our team runs uh, hummingbird units, but all the units out there will have a map chip of sorts that uh, you can run. We're running the Lake Master Plus chips, and they do a great job of showing good, steep contour changes. So, um, you know, a traditional spot, let's mention, like um, Lawrence Lake. I've Mm -hmm. been struggling a lot in those kind of places because it's very consistent depth clear across it. It's, you know, for the most part right now, two foot, very uniform, not a lot of contour changes. Um, I've had a lot more success fishing things like uh, wing dams where – um, right up on the bank, it might be two, three feet, but you can have a 30-foot hole within 10 yards, stuff like that where um, they have that access to, to suspend or drop in the water column, you know, so that way when the pool drops a foot over, you know, two, three days, those fish don't feel like they're stuck in, you know, a backwater, or if there's a cold front that comes through, they can suspend and then pull back up with weather um, and I feel like that's that's been kind of the key. And it's not one particular thing. I wish I could say, yeah, guys, go to the wing dams, which those are working, you know, all year round. I feel like you can get some bites on a wing dam. But um, I would say that just good, steep contour drops. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You could go from a couple of feet to, to six to eight foot is all you need. But mm-hmm. just a nice contour contour drop with current eddy has, has been very key and you know, part of that is just kind of running and finding those current eddies because that kind of is changing every day with the changing water levels. The spot you caught fish last week, it may not be there for bass right now um, just because, again, there has been so much fluctuation in the pool and in the uh, weather. So it's kind of a little search mission every time you go out there to find them. But once you get the pattern, it's, uh, it's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 I believe you mentioned this a few moments ago as well. Those fish aren't bunched up; they're they're scattered all over the place. 
Yeah, they're kind of in little packs is what I found. Traditionally, this time of the year, you would think, you know, a pre-spawn or spawn, when you find a staging spot, you can catch 20, 30 bass off of it. And I've had a couple of days like that this spring, especially with some smallmouth, when the smallmouth bite was really good. Um, but right now, it just seems to me like those fish are scattered. I think they're really ready to spawn. Those water temps have been consistently around 60 degrees, and those fish keep trying to pull up. And, uh, you know, we'll find a couple up shallow, but then something crazy will happen with the weather, the water level, and I just feel like your most consistent fishing is found in those staging spots. And you might catch two fish in a spot. You might catch five. Um, you know, it just varies. But you're catching, I, I like to call them a little wolf pack. They're just in little groups. But you can, once you find those spots that they're in, it's a pattern thing. Mm-hmm. And you can run it across, you know, from the top end of the pool to the bottom end and catch them. It's, you know, it's just kind of one of those things you have to go out and experiment. But, you know, to be honest right now, the most consistent bite has been on a uh, striking uh, red eye shad rattle trap in that sand root rayburn red cross mm-hmm. pattern it's just a traditional red rattle trap um, a tnt tackle jig in a three-eighth ounce it's a depth charge skipping jig is what i use but just a it's a traditional uh jig i throw a color called lights out it's just a green pumpkin with a an orange and copper belly um you know i'm imitating a lot of crawfish patterns it's spring uh full moon time You'd think they're going to be feeding pretty, pretty heavily on on crayfish or crawfish, however, however you <laughs> yeah. pronounce that. Yeah. Um, but I've been throwing a lot of that, and actually, a jerk bait and a swim bait for the smallmouth has been working very well too. Um, and you know, just we use Strike King, but you know, any brand mm-hmm. swim bait or jerk bait will work. It's you know, that's just our preferred brand, but. Um, a shad okay. pattern isn't, you know, I'm keeping it very basic. Shad sure. patterns and, and and crayfish patterns. The crayfish patterns seem to be getting more bites right now, especially with that full moon. And um, a lot of our fishing has been kind of dragging the bottom or making contact with the bottom. On those nice high blue bird sky sunny days where it's warmer, um, the fish are being a little bit more aggressive and they'll come up. But mainly we've had to We've had to drag a Carolina rig, a jig, mm-hmm. or bounce the bottom with a crankbait to get them to react. Okay. Well, and, and Caleb, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, a little walleye fishing as, as well here. Uh, you know, what are you seeing? You know, I, I we're getting in that uh, uh, good range for the walleyes. You know, are, have they spawned? What are you seeing? You know, on uh, on the lakes and, and rivers and things like that in terms of the uh, the walleye bite. Yeah. So. Uh, up in Green Bay, the water is still only 52 to maybe 54 degrees. But last weekend, the walleyes were up on the rocks. They were spawning. So I'm assuming this weekend they're probably finishing up, and by next weekend they'll be pulling back out. So, yeah, they're still spawning, but they're on the back end of it, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And and so, you know, what uh, – uh, uh, Gage was talking about some of the things that that uh, that he was using to to uh, to get the bass. Anyway, what uh, what are you what uh, I, I guess what are your preferences for uh, uh, you know for lures when you're uh, when you're out there? Yeah, so actually that same um, Strike King Red Eye Shad that that rattle trap that he was using for bass that's been working for walleyes as well. And then if you're fishing a little shallower, the Strike King KVD jerkbait. And I've been using the Sexy Shad color. That's been 
probably my best just because it's such clear water that you, I don't know. I've done better with natural colors instead of the vibrant colors up there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously if you're fishing out in 35 feet of water, just a plain old jig head and minnow or jig head and night crawler. If you're looking to do that, that works too. Okay. And yeah. I mean, and nothing, uh, nothing terribly complicated uh, in, in, in. Yeah, no. Just to just... I'd say the biggest thing up there mm-hmm. is using your hummingbird to get on the fish because it's just such a big body of water. And a lot of times, like especially professional anglers, they'll fish for a singular fish now. They won't just fish for a good spot. So if you mark a fish and you know it's going to be a 30-inch walleye, you'll spend an hour trying to catch that one fish instead of looking for a school of fish now. Mm-hmm. That's a... That's that's a nice problem to try to figure out. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun, but uh, yeah. So you know what? Uh, I, I guess too. What uh, you know in terms of of structure? What are you seeing? You know what? Uh, you know where are those fish keying in on? Yep. So they have been on like steep drop offs, but then the shallow bottoms of those drop offs. I guess so. You know, I've caught walleyes this last weekend in eight feet of water and I've caught walleyes in 35 feet of water. So I'd say just look for consistent drop-offs, like kind of like where Gage was talking about, where they can go up at night but then pull back out mm-hmm. during the day. Okay. All right. And, yeah, and it, 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 obviously the depth is going to vary a, a quite a bit more over there than it, it certainly will here on, yeah. the, uh, on, the, on the river. It's all kind of uh, relative, so to speak. Um, you know, what, uh, and I guess what other things are you, uh, you know, is there anything else that, uh, that you're looking for in terms of, uh, uh, structure or location where these fish are, how, you know, and, and I guess too, oh, let me ask you this, you know, are they, are they kind of bunched up at this point or now that the spawn is kind of over, they've, they've sort of scattered and spread out a little bit. They're still pretty bunched up. If you can find one, you'll, you'll probably be multiple. Now it's, mostly females that are there and i caught most i think three out of the four i caught last weekend were spawned out but Mm -hmm. yeah they're still pretty bunched up and they're yeah i was probably 100 yards to 200 yards off the shore still so you don't have to go terribly far out to get them Mm -hmm. okay all right well anything else caleb that uh that that you'd like to add you know and just uh you know your thoughts on on the on the walleye fishing here this or you know this morning here and, and again you know if if some of this translates you know and, and again how does some of this would would some of this sort of translate here to the fishing here on the mississippi i know obviously they're they're two completely different bodies of water but i i have to believe there are some similarities there and you mentioned lures i know and uh but are there other similarities yeah, for sure. So walleyes, you want to find current. So a lot of the times you'll find walleyes on the river, you know, below dams or anywhere that there's current, you'll find the walleyes staged up on. And it's the same thing, you know, even big lakes, they may not look like it, but there's current. You just got to find like the rock edges and which way the wind's blowing. But for the river, I'd say the biggest thing to look for when you're looking for walleyes is finding a good current. So that's why a lot of times you'll see guys fishing below a dam or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, engage, you know, uh, again, um, you know, you, you've touched on the, the conditions a, a little bit as well. And, and some of the things that, uh, that you're looking for, uh, let me ask you this, you know, you, you mentioned wing dams. 
are are there other sorts of of structure that uh, that some of the, you're finding some of these fish on, like you know timber and things like that? Uh, are are you finding them in there as well? Yeah. So if you are more comfortable up in shallower water, which a lot of guys on the river are, um, there's two main things you need to look for right now. Um, wood that's in the water, and you can go flip and pitch all day and catch resident bass or early spawners. Um, and you may not get a lot of bites, but the bites you will get typically tend to be better ones. That, or you can roam grass flats, like in uh, Stoddard Bay, for example. That's a very traditional gra- grass flat bay that we know about. Um, and, and those fish, um, during those colder days, they get a lot tougher to catch. But you can work a uh, TNT tackle C4 swim jig through the grass. And you're not fishing it traditionally where you huck it out and wind it back in. It's kind of weird. You almost fish it like a jerk bait, mm-hmm. where you take a quarter-ounce weight and you're going to kind of snap it through the grass, and they'll come up and eat that, that swim jig through, you know, through the grass. But you got to slow down a lot, and, and it's kind of hard on a flat to both slow down and cover water. It's one of those things where you have to find a good good rhythm, but you can get up in those shallow grass flats and kind of cover water with a, uh, a bladed jig of sorts or a swim jig has been the best, um, and, and, and just kind of go through the grass or if you find a lay down here and there, flip it. Um, the most consistent thing for me has been just hard bottom with a good contour change because I feel like those fish, until they're 100% committed to mm-hmm. being locked on a bed, they want that access to roam a little bit and and just get to deeper water. But if they don't have that kind of access, like those fish that live in Stoddard year-round, there really isn't a whole lot of depth change in Stoddard. There's a few places, but nothing crazy by any means so those fish instead of dropping in deeper water they're going to pull into cover mm-hmm. when that when that cold weather comes in so like if i was out today and i was going to go fish a place like stoddard i'd definitely be fishing those islands um they have hard bottom there i know there's some stumps out over there um you know you could fish the grass they're going to pull to that closest cover and kind of hunker down, and they're going to be a little more inactive than you would find on those fish that are on those drops because those fish in those staging spots, the other thing that I like about those staging spots is that those fish are there to feed and get ready for the spawn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not thinking about spawning just yet. They're, they're moving up to do it, but they're still in feeding mode. So they're a lot easier to get to, uh, to bite. Okay. And, and, and you touched on this uh, uh, during your comments here, that you know you're you're slowing things down a little bit. Is that what you're finding too? Is that your presentations are maybe just a, uh, in general uh, you're you're presenting a lot slower to the uh, to the fish. And, and both of you can answer as well. Gage, why don't you go first? Just you know, tell me what uh, you know. Are, are you you running things a little bit slower, pretty much across the board? Yeah, I believe so, and I think that's due to a lot with the, uh, the actually, just the fishing pressure. Uh, it's kind of crazy to see that, you know, obviously because of this COVID-19, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation, mm-hmm. but, you know, one of the few advantages is, you know, it gives a lot more people time on the water, and, uh, I mean, just everywhere that normally you would go in and maybe you would see one or two boats, you're seeing four, five, six, I mean, I know at, you know, Dresbach, it, it looks like a zoo out there. There's, you know, 20 boats on one spot. It's, 
you know, and those guys are fishing for walleye up there. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where there's just, there's so many people out there. I feel like these fish are seeing a lot more of your traditional presentations where people are just rolling a spinner bait against the bank or they're throwing a swim jig. And I don't think that you're going to have as good of a day just burning stuff. I mean, every once in a while you can, mm-hmm. but I feel like to get the bigger bites, especially you got to kind of slow it down or change your presentation. And for me, my mentality is keep it in the strike zone as long as you can. You know, on those really warm days when it's touching 70, I might, you know, burn a chatterbait and fish a little bit faster. But um, I think just due to all the fishing pressure and and kind of where these fish are at mood-wise, where they're, you know, they're being a little bit finicky because they're, you know, they're not in one particular mode yet. Um, Slowing down, I feel, definitely helps um, with my fishing. I'm just, you know, being, being from the Great Lakes and, fishing spot specific areas i feel more comfortable slowing things down and picking stuff apart that's a uh that's just a personal preference of mine i know plenty of people that would disagree and just say if those fish don't want to bite you should just keep covering water and until yeah. you find some that will um it's totally a personal thing but i feel like slowing down that swim jig or when you're throwing that crankbait you know i'm not burning it to where it's not making contact with the bottom once I feel that crankbait bill hit the bottom, I'm just barely turning that handle. I want to get as many deflections with that bait as possible. And I just want to reel it just fast enough to get it to wiggle and, mm. and hit those rocks or hit that sand or whatever I'm throwing it on or, you know, hit the grass. And I feel like that's the way to get some bigger bites and more bites right now. And, and Caleb, let's, uh, let's shift gears to, and talk about walleyes as well. What, uh, uh, are, are you slowing your presentations to, down this time of year as well? Uh, yeah, big time. So normally, I'll talk about trolling here for a little sure. bit. A lot of guys troll up there and all over, I guess. But normally you troll at high, like 1.8 to 2 miles per hour. And I've been trolling lately like 1.2 to 1.5, which doesn't really seem like a big difference. But when you're trolling, it's a big difference. So. Yeah, slowing down right now is definitely the ticket. And from the little bit of bass fishing that I have done, too, is agree with everything Gage just said. The having the jerk bait down in the strike zone and slowing down your presentations with jigs and Carolina rigs and stuff definitely is helping. Okay, and and yeah, it, it's just a, a matter of uh, and again, you're not necessarily presenting different lures. You're just kind of presenting. Maybe you know, like you said, keeping him in the strike zone just a, a little bit longer than uh, than maybe some of the other folks and and some of the other presentations that are uh, uh, are out there right now. So I, I guess yeah. let's to to, to kind of wind things up here a little bit. Uh, anything else that uh, that you, I guess you guys wanted to share this morning uh, in terms of uh, of what you're seeing out there and what you're uh, enjoying doing right now in terms of uh, either bass fishing or walleye fishing. Yeah, I can I can speak to some of the river stuff. Um, although I, you know, mainly stick to the green carp as people call them. Uh, <laughs> I have noticed uh, I've caught a lot of walleye actually this spring and some fairly big ones. You know, twenty twenty to twenty six inches, which is a fairly big walleye on the river. Um, nothing like you'll see out in Green Bay or no. anything like that. But um, they have the walleye have definitely been on the wing dams pretty good the uh the dam the main hydro dams have been good 
And uh, crazy enough, I found a lot of walleye on very shallow points with current eddies, like two, three feet of water. Um, very untraditional spot, I feel like. Again, I'm not a walleye expert by any means. I'm assuming those fish are up there to spawn. But, uh, you know, the walleye seem to be pulled up in, in shallower current eddies. I know on the north end of the pool, there's been a lot of people catching walleye on wing dams and stuff like that. Uh, the crappie have definitely pulled up into the brush. I think they're ready to spawn if they haven't already. Um, a lot of people have been catching good panfish up in, you know, in the flats and in the uh, in the in the brush and stuff like that. And uh, I can just say, you know, the the fishing here is going to get really good once this weather stabilizes out. Uh, I think we're we're waiting to see the spawn for the bass mm-hmm. in any day. Now it's uh it's one of those things I'm I'm checking every day, hoping they're on beds, and I think you're you're going to be able to go throw a frog and catch a, a big limit of fish pretty soon here. Cool, cool. And Caleb, I guess anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I could talk about the smallmouth fishing up there a little bit. So it's they're just starting to move in, and they normally spawn, you know, beginning of June, but. The big Sturgeon Bay Open, I know, is always next weekend. Unfortunately, got canceled this year. But mm-hmm. the smallmouth fishing this time of year, if you're looking to catch a trophy seven, eight-pound smallmouth, it's, it's now in the next couple weeks up there just because they're still full of eggs and they're up real shallow too. So they're, they're, they're kind of finicky still. You want to really slow down. But if you can get them to bite, there's a good chance it's going to be a big one. Cool. Very cool. Well, guys, I gotta I gotta wrap things up here today, but I I, I really appreciate both of you uh, uh, spending some time with me this morning here and, and uh, talking a little bit about bass fishing and walleye fishing and uh, some just uh, some great stuff that you uh, you both shared this morning. So uh, so thank you very much uh, to the both of you. Of course, anytime. And uh, and, and certainly uh, hope to uh, uh, get you guys back on soon here. And uh, uh, thanks to. Uh, uh, your coach Troy for uh, for helping out as well, and uh, so uh, again, uh, wish you both the best of luck uh, out on the water this season, and uh, we'll uh, we will talk to you again soon. Thank you, I appreciate the time. All right, Gage, thanks much, and uh, Gage Griffin, and uh, and Caleb, thank you as well. I appreciate uh, appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Here, I'm going to take a quick break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. 